Athletes put a lot of stress on their bodies to a positive and negative effect. Hockey is an intense physical contact sport and puts a great deal of stress on the body and brain. Whether it's practice or games, players take hits to the body, work the muscles over time, and can even take hits to their head. So how can athletes protect themselves? They can use CBD, both for as a second layer of protection for their brain based on studies showing that protection. Using CBD isolate for the youth player is the right protection to support those bodies and brains while they play hockey. It's no wonder that many players are turning to CBD oil for relief. I can attest to my own success in using CBD to prevent and manage my migraines, support sore muscles, and take care of my bruises. There's so many positives. Canatree is the CBD that I turn to. K-A-N-E-H, tree. It's made from European hemp that is organic and extracted in the best manner to bring the best product to market so that you can trust it. Not just any CBD will work. You have to go to a trusted source like Canatree. There's even more detail in episode 81 about the benefits of CBD and answers to the burning questions. Mother Puckers listeners can get a 20% discount with code PUCKERS20 at checkout. And their motto is, Canatree is a CBD company you know, like, and trust. DJ Arctic on the mic from CA. What's up, West Coast? Shake them up, shake them up, shake them. Roll them in a circle of homies, watch you break them with the seven. Seven eleven, seven eleven, seven even back, dough, little Joe. Picked up the cash flow. Then we played Bones, and I'm yelling Domino. Bust nobody I know got killed in South Central LA. Today was a good day. Day five, Natty Camp. It's, it's the tail end. Parents are feeling it, kids are feeling it, refs are feeling it. There are hardly any calls today that there should have been. So towards the end of Natty Camp, we all get a little tired because we've all been running from the beginning of the day until the end of the day. We're working, we're watching games, we're being mom-dashed to the dorms for food. And now I've got to sit down with a couple of guys from the Team Pacific who are number one ranked at national camp and they're going to tell us about the fact that there actually is hockey out west so welcome to the show damon and ross thank you everyone uh julie pleasure to be on the show tonight appreciate the invite and uh looking forward to sharing some knowledge about yes hockey in california it does exist it does exist, and this is Ross and Julie's making me do this. I'm kind of here <laughs> against my will, but we'll see if I have anything to contribute. We're not sure yet. Well, so you guys have kids. You know, I talked about it on the pod, I think, three nights ago or two nights ago. Who knows at this point because it's all running together. But it, we, we were sitting there watching your game, and you had, you know, five, you know, a line and 2D, and of that there were four Quebec Peewee winners, there's a Clark Cup winner, there's a national champion for an 18U, there's like USHLers. I mean, what are you doing out there? What's the breeding capacity for this stardom that's happening? So it all, uh, great questions. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we're humbled by all those accolades from all these, these players that came from, from Southern California. And, uh, you know, it all really started back. You know, a lot of people point back to California hockey when Wayne Gretzky got traded to the Kings, 1989. Um, and then they went to the Stanley Cup against the Canadians, 1993. 
you know, youth hockey kind of started then. I wouldn't say it like exploded, but it definitely started. Because at that time, you know, Dodgers, Lakers, you know, uh, Raiders, Rams, all that going on, right? Hockey started. Then, you know, for me personally, I live in Orange County, which is, uh, you know, there's L.A. County, Orange County, and there's San Diego County as well. And uh, for us, it was the, the, the Ducks, you know, at the time, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And they went to the Stanley Cup in 2003. And for me, that's when I got captured by hockey. And seeing the Ducks in that playoff run, you know, eight seed, you know, the mighty Ducks of Anaheim knocked off the mighty Russian Red Wings. And then ran to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. Got knocked out by the New Jersey Devils, which had Scott Niedermeyer and a guy named Jeff Friesen, who I will bring up later in this episode. Um... And, of course, you know, great team. But, anyway, they, that's what captured. Like, I remember having watch parties and just going nutsos over goals being scored and everything. So, that's what started us. And then, 2007, they won the Stanley Cup. And that's when our 06s were here representing the 17 camp. They were one years old. So, that's when it kind of started for me. Ross, now being in L.A., yeah, so for us, it was a little bit later. It was uh, 2011, the Kings limping into the the finals as an eight seed and winning it, and we're up in Mammoth Lakes, California, and we go out to a lake, and we're skating, and four guys show up, and they start playing pond hockey, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I told my wife, as soon as we get home back to L.A., we're going to sign them up to play hockey because all my friends were trying to recruit him to play baseball and I thought baseball was a little slower and the hockey rink had a bar in the middle so I'm like this is more my, my kind of sport and he started playing hockey and we had no idea what we were getting into but we've never looked back and it's been yeah just amazing yeah and here you are these years later with the run here at Natty Camp would you have changed anything like sometimes when I look at the parents of the littles running around I'm almost like oh no go play baseball or go do something else do you ever have that that thought do you have any regrets about it or are you just so thrilled that it's taken your boys where they are yeah I'd say thrilled I wouldn't change a thing actually we kept him in you know he played baseball he played so- well I played soccer first because they all start off playing soccer for when they're four years old right uh soccer baseball and then hockey Right. Once he got to age, right, he, was, he started playing. He started skating when he was five. Went to the local ice rink for, uh, you know, whatever open skate. And you know, I kind of like, yeah, I'm like, hey, Renee, my wife, hey, let's go to open skate. But with a kind of with a plan in my in my head of like, yeah, let's play hockey. You with a plan, David? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, little, little side plan. So worked out well. He liked it, so we kept him in it. Learned a skate program and all that stuff. But baseball was the first thing that dropped. Because it was in the spring, and we had a what came to be, which I'm going to kind of tag as the reason why California hockey is successful for our age group, is the spring program that uh, that started out of this. So I'll get to that later. Uh, but we kept him in, in soccer as long as possible because it's a very similar game as hockey. Open space, passing, get the object into the net. So we kept him as long as possible. And then we kind of had to finally take him out of soccer because I would commit, you know, we'd have an open weekend, and the coach is like, all right, can, can he play this weekend? Yeah, totally. We don't have anything on schedule. And they're like, oh, nope, hockey, we got games here. We got this king team coming in. And I just I, I felt bad for having to back out of my commitment. So we dropped everything, and then it was hockey. I think 
kind of full-time when he was 11 years old. I think the only thing I would have changed is we just were completely clueless about hockey. Like, my kid is right-handed, and we put a right-handed stick in his hand because we thought that's what he should be using. Only five years later did I learn that that was completely wrong. Uh, And as far as, like, specializing in sports early, like, everybody tells you that, you know, you shouldn't do it. You should have him playing all these sports. And I agree to an extent in, like, our kids ski, our kids surf, our kids do other things. But kind of a lot of individual athletic stuff not like team stuff once you have to start focusing on hockey like it's it's pretty all in and I think our biggest mistake was when he was five years old it's like there were already kids skating with professional coaches like we hadn't we had no idea so there were a couple of years I think that my kid kind of wasted just playing in-house because his parents we had no idea that oh all these kids have already been skating and yeah but I think that that shows uh, where hockey should still be. I think that um, at five years old, having professional coaches and everything, I think that takes a little bit of the joy out, you don't you think? I mean, that's, that's where the pressure starts. And I know that Topher Scott with the Hockey Think Tank, they do a lot around the professionalization of youth sports and how it can end up ruining you know, kids. So I think it's good to keep your kid focused and happy, having fun with it, so that they're you know 17 years old and still playing, whether it's at this level or high school, or rec, or not beer league yet, because they're not legal, but something like that. So so talk to us about the spring um, program that really proliferated the hockey in California. Yeah, so after I'll say mites, which I think are like, you know, eight years old-ish, um, you know, during the kind of the, the fall, winter, the conclusion of that, there was a uh, gentleman by the name of Luke Fortune who uh, was really the, the source of putting together the California Patriots um, spring hockey. So you might say, Patriots, Boston, California, what's up with that? So it was because Jeff Friesen. So I'm going to tie this back. Wow. Jeff Friesen happened to live in Southern California because he ended his career, I believe, playing hockey in Southern Cal. Stayed there. So he's one of our coaches. Yes, yeah, Stanley Cup champion Jeff Friesen involved with youth hockey. And he played junior hockey in the WHL with the Regina Pats, the Patriots. So that's how they got the name Rhymes the Patriots. With fun. Yes, oh, right. Fun. <laughs> so uh, we basically had this, and it was just de- dedicated on development. And we played at this really cold, we call it the, the meat lock, the coldest rink in all of North America. It was ranked by, uh, by us parents, <laughs> uh, called KHS Ice Arena in. Anaheim. Wait, I've heard stories about KHS and something to do with the sanitization of it. Uh, sanitization, um, the cold blowers. Uh, we don't know what was going on there, but hey, we had no COVID survived there. Yeah, for sure. yeah, it was it was pure. We uh, that was the only rink you were able to skate at in all of California in 2020. <laughs> yes, something like that. But uh, no, so we had we had a lot of ice time, and uh, we had dedicated. Just it was you know. We'd, Two hours of skating, two hours of development. We had another, you know, great coaching staff, Jeremy Dowaday, who's now in St. Louis. He was part of that program. So, and that's where all of the kids in Southern California, San Diego, Orange County, the IE, Riverside, L.A., and the Valley all came together. The IE is the Inland Empire, for those of you not from, uh, or for all of you from west of the 405, or east of the 405. <laughs> So, so with with that 
you guys were able to put a team together and go to Quebec. Now everybody knows about the Quebec Pee Wee Tournament. Tell us what happened there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we uh, had a pretty strong team. And uh, obviously the, the Quebec experience, phenomenal. And we have to do, you know, all the fundraising and everything about it and everything. And it's sort of the, uh, you know, it's the goal. It's the goal of that uh, 12U year. And uh, we get there and, uh, you know, get all the billets and all that stuff situated. And that ha- that year happened to be to- complete crazy snowstorms. We had like three major snowstorms. So it was like winter wonderland there for, uh, you know, for us. So actually the first game we played, the uh, it was a scrimmage against the Quebec Nordiques, I think. We lost 1-0, didn't score a goal. Then our first game is against number one ranked Middlesex Islanders. Uh, Cole Iserman and all that gang, and I think we lost four two. So boom, we're in the we're in the losers bracket, and that's where then the magic began. And we just won and won and won and kept going. And we played the Russians in the quarterfinals, beat them in overtime. Played Minnesota in the semis, beat them last minute goal, and then we played Czech, the Czech Knights in the final, and four uh, one Ross. I believe so. 4-1. I think one of the coolest things, too, was the the Kings program. One thing they did right was, you know, we had the billet families that had been basically billet families for 10 years. For the Kings. So when we got sent to the loser's bracket, we went to the smaller rink. And in that smaller rink, all our billet families showed up. And we had 100-plus fans. And all the other teams had a couple people. So whenever, you know... We would get on a roll, or they would start to come back. Our our billet families would just step in, and the energy in that rink was insane. And I, I feel like they helped us win a game or two for sure. Yeah, the seventh man was alive in Quebec. All right, so what I'm excited about then is to see next summer when it's this birth year's draft year, how many kids from that Quebec across the world are in that draft um, still who are still playing. I mean, obviously Cole Eiserman, you know, we'll know a bunch of the kids, but it'll be curious with the Russians, the Slovakians, the Czech. Yeah, yeah it'll be cool. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of names on that list. I mean, the, the 06 birth year, super strong and, uh, it's gonna be exciting as what's coming up. And, uh, you know, a little side note when I'm, uh, you know, I get a lot of this all the time. Like, Oh, you know, if I'm people with work or, you know, whatever, they're like, they're like, Oh, you guys play Cal- hockey in California. And I throw one question back at them. How many or, or what state has the most NHL teams? Hmm. Hmm. So it's actually California's tied with New York. So California's got the Sharks, Kings, Ducks, and then we've got Vegas Knights just over the border. We've got the Arizona Coyotes just south, you know. But are they really an NHL team? Oh, hey. Hey, easy there, easy there. They're going to get that new Tempe facility. They're going to be great again. They never, they lost their approval. They don't have the approval yet. True. Voted down. Unfortunate. Yeah, so the other state, for all you listeners out there, that has three NHL teams, New York. Sabres, Islanders, uh, Rangers. Rangers, that's right. Yeah, and so, it, most people are like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Buffalo. And then here we are yeah. in Buffalo. How about that? Well, buffaloes, there are buffaloes everywhere. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at a buffalo over there. They have them everywhere. All right, so now we're in Buffalo. This is our third year. This is our last night of our third year of Natty Camp. 
And Natty Camp, the first year, we were all wide-eyed, and we're like, this is so cool. Our kids are wearing the USA jersey, and we were all like, you know, very uh, polite and everything. I think we've gotten a little bit, uh, we've definitely gotten more comfortable with the whole process since then. And um, Damon and I, we had our original hockey pod, and in that uh, Jersey Devils versus Ducks game was Ilya Brzgalov, who is one of our original members of our hockey pod, whose son is playing here tonight or this um, this week also. So um, we've got quite a history going back from a parent perspective. But let's talk about the Californians and how you guys have gotten where you've gotten, and then we'll talk about the parents. So you guys are number one seed. The kids are rocking it. They're playing like a team. You play Massachusetts tomorrow? New England. Oh, New England. You play New England tomorrow. So it's going to be Team Pacific versus Team New England for the number one bragging rights in the country. How you feeling going into the game? You know, I'm just going to, you know, I feel I feel good. I've had a couple of cocktails tonight, so I'm feeling good. But I'm going to let, it, uh, let the boys do what they do tomorrow. And I have no control over it. The only thing I can do is just be there as a fan and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool the setup because the years past, you know, the 15, 15 year, the sixteen year, all the kids were all mixed up, right? They were like, which was great because they get to meet so many other players and parents and families. Like, I feel like I come here and it's like I'm in a, I'm in a fraternity with all my my fellow hockey parents. Mm-hmm. This year was unique because they, I don't know why, but I like it. Hey, they're going by district. And it used to be, I guess it was an older format that kind of got, uh, they went away from it because I don't think all the districts were traditionally strong. And so they were probably won by, you know, your traditional powerhouses. Uh, But You have to go back and listen to episode 78, I think it is, with Scott Pollock. And he talks about the whole process as to why we're going back to districts this year. Yes. There you go. I just caught him not listening to my podcast. Actually, I was just about to reference episode 78 on Mother Puckers, which is available on iTunes. Um, and, uh, but yeah, pretty you know, awesome that we're here. So, what, yeah. hey. And you have a forward, and Ross has a D. So, Ross, how are you feeling about being able to stop the New England crush? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't actually seen him play, but uh, I remember looking at the rosters thinking that on paper, the California or the Pacific District team is, is very strong, and Damon and I were talking about it before this. Like, oh my God, if we play as a team, like this could be incredible. And and one of the things we've always said in California is like, hey, if we could keep our boys together, like we will compete against anybody. And I think the reason I came here, this is my first year here, and the only reason I came is because they changed the format, and I wanted to see what the Pacific District could do because we feel like we have some very talented players, skaters. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to tomorrow, and it's been really fun to watch these boys play as a team, and the, the talent level is, yeah, just solid. Yeah. I think that your, your team watching your team because – there's very few of there. There's very few of them that played together this last year on a team. They they disperse across the country to 
prep schools, other programs, so on and so forth, because the travel is hard when you're doing this level of hockey and, you know, looking for other things there. So that was what was so impressive about your team, and I think it goes back to how it started with the spring hockey and the California Patriots as they learned a style of hockey and they've learned to trust each other and they've just gone back muscle memory. This is how we're going to play, just like we did when we were peewees. We're going to just rock it because they play like a team immediately. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, these boys grew up playing against each other, different teams, different clubs in California. There's a lot of rivalry, a lot of pride, but now they've been able to come together, and we noticed on a game one just communication, communication, talking to each other, and, uh, you know, on the ice, and they just have a good good vibe, and I'm, and I'm sure New England's in the same boat. So I'm going to give mad props to the New England squad. Um, you know, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be fun to watch, and... Uh, on the feature rink tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Tune in to usahockeytv.com, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, from a parent perspective, this is our last hurrah. This is our last night. Last dance, as the Minnesota uh, guys call it. Yep, we're going to be hanging out with a lot of the parents tonight and uh, reminiscing on the years past. Yeah, they're they're calling it the last dance. Ross, (laughs) tell us a little bit more about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, no, those guys are really good at living it up, and uh, what Damon and I, yeah, the Minnesotans, and we spent a lot of time with them, and, uh, you know, I think Brett Beebe did a great job of getting the Blades out to California and us going out to Minnesota and, and getting to experience what's that like, but I, I don't know, one of the, uh, I think your son told you that one of the kids on our team who wasn't from California was in the mix, and they're playing cards every night and and his comment was wow you guys are really like a family like so the kids have played on different teams played against each other but when they get a chance to come together like this like it is a family and yeah that's that's how we view it it's it's yeah it's really special and really fun to watch yeah and just for just for the just for the record team pacific is not just california we have representation some incredibly talented skaters from the great state of Alaska, whoop, whoop. also Las Vegas, Nevada. How do you how do you count out Las Vegas, Nevada? And, and then some Arizona action. No, nope, no, nope, that's Rocky Mountain. Oh my bad, that's Rocky Mountain. Yep. But then we got SoCal, and we have Northern California representation as well. So full on West Coast, the whole Pacific District. I love it. So parents, we've got the kids done. Now parents, parent activities. What have you guys been doing this week, other than? drinking and working well we don't call it drinking we call it hydrating Hydrating. right we got to hydrate because we need to be on top of our game you never know when you get that work call that uh that that buzz notification oh i gotta jump on a call or maybe your your kid calls and needs some more you know water or bananas delivered to their dorm room you know whatever you don't know um but no great time um you know it's a there's only one game a day so there's a lot of time during the day (laughs) Um, so it's like, okay, should I go wait, work out or should I go get some work done, catch up on emails? I'm a, I happen to know all the hot Starbucks around the area. I got that on my uh, speed dial and my navigation and, uh, the kind of nice little lunch places. But yeah, it is, uh, it's a little unnerving cause you know, you have to work and multitask, but then you just, I love going to the games and that's like, that's my, my, it's my happy place. Uh, yeah, ditto. <laughs> I don't have yeah, but Ross, tell us about your sunburn. Oh, God. 
Yeah, that's the Minnesota His new guys. nickname is Robster. That's the Minnesota guys again. There, so there was one sunny day in Buffalo when we were here, and we said that early on in the morning, we said, hey, we should go drink by the water. I was picturing a river or something, but we ended up at the Marriott pool. <laughs> and uh, I brought maybe a case of White Claw, Bud Light, uh, yeah, some other drinks. Coors Light. Coors Light. Yeah, Coors Light. And, um, yeah, I got very sunburned. But maybe more so than the Minnesota guys, which is shocking. And, and they sent somebody to Target to get a speaker and some more booze, and they didn't get any sunscreen, which I thought was weird. It seems like they would have gotten sunscreen. but I think it's funny that you're from California, and you got way more burnt than the Minnesotans did. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. And you surf, and you ski. So I don't know what's going on there either. Maybe you're allergic to the buffalo sun. Is that a song, Buffalo's? Buffalo's song. Is that? I don't but, know. Uh, it was. It was a full-on pool party. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna just tie Eulen Camp from Minnesota. Yeah, I just texted. Episode with Beth. So great, uh, great, great host and a great uh, pool party DJ. I mean, his he was dropping some great playlists and beats, and uh, I'm a fan of music. So, Ty, great job out there. Well, I sent the bat signal out to Ty, so he should be showing up. They're over at our other um, hangout, um, Santoro's, where we have our parent safety meetings each night. So they're over there still, and they'll be coming back over because it's raining again. So he'll be giving, uh, he and some of the other um, parents are going to talk about the Minnesota hockey experience. So we'll be able to compare, and I really am kind of, I kind of wish it would have been Minnesota Pacific, but I like, you know, New England Pacific. You get East Coast, West Coast. Gosh, is there a rapper from New England? Who are we, who are we going to call on? Marky Mark? No, that was Massachusetts. Marky Mark, Mark and the Funky Bunch. No, that was oh, Massachusetts. Okay. okay, is that kind of New england No. no the well, I mean, it is, but no, because no. Massachusetts has its own district. All right, all right. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, you know, West Coast, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, and uh, – you know, at the end of the day, tomorrow, whatever happens, today or tomorrow will be a good day. It will be a good day. Well, thanks for joining and sharing the experience of hockey in California. And um, we are now going to go have our parent safety meeting. Day five, Natty Camp in the books. Day five. Julia Bardownski, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for sucking me in. <laughs> DJ Arctic on the mic from CA. What's up, West Coast? Shake them up, shake them up, shake them. Roll them in a circle of homies, watch you break them with the seven. Seven eleven, seven eleven, seven even back, dough, little Joe. Picked up the cash flow. Then we played Bones, and I'm yelling Domino. Bust nobody I know got killed in South Central LA. Today was a good day. Athletes put a lot of stress on their bodies to a positive and negative effect. Hockey is an intense physical contact sport and puts a great deal of stress on the body and brain. Whether it's practice or games, players take hits to the body, work the muscles over time, and can even take hits to their head. So how can athletes protect themselves? They can use CBD, both for as a second layer of protection for their brain based on studies showing that protection, Using CBD isolate for the youth player is the right protection to support those bodies and brains while they play hockey. It's no wonder that many players are turning to CBD oil for relief. I can attest 
to my own success in using CBD to prevent and manage my migraines, support sore muscles, and take care of my bruises. There's so many positives. Canatree is the CBD that I turn to. K-A-N-E-H, tree. It's made from European hemp that is organic and extracted in the best manner to bring the best product to market so that you can trust it. Not just any CBD will work. You have to go to a trusted source like Canatree. There's even more detail in episode 81 about the benefits of CBD and answers to the burning questions. Mother Puckers listeners can get a 20% discount with code PUCKERS20 at checkout. And their motto is, Canatree is a CBD company you know, like, and trust. <laughs> 